it's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, 5-Hour Energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Cole's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Podcast brought to you by Roughneck Scars and Golden Gold Press. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I'm Tony Perbonanzi. We are coming to you today from Blackstack Brewing here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, Sterling, is there something you want to say before we start getting into it? We are in fucking second place. Uh, we are in fucking second place. Technically, as we record this, we are. Yeah. Uh, things could change in the next, I think, about three or four hours. But uh, let's right. enjoy it while we can. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's the longest we've been in a really high place. In As we sit here yeah. after week 21 going into week 22. Um, it's not like it's a fluke at the beginning of the season where we no. won a couple games. Let's, let's tease yeah. that because we have other things to talk about before we talk yes. about today's game. We are, of course, drinking Black Stacks beers. Yes. Now, uh, Stevens, what do you have there? Well, I, I went with the uh, something I wouldn't normally get. I just decided to throw myself a curveball, and I got the robocalls. And that, for people who haven't been here, that's what they call their blueberry pink guava Berliner. Uh, there's there's my German reference, John. Thanks. But uh, they describe it as funky, fruity, juicy, and tart. It is definitely tart. It is okay. tart. It's it's uh, it's um, I don't know. I, I like it. It's just not something I would normally order. Yeah, you're not really a fruity guy. I'm, you, I think no. I've said that on previous no, podcasts yeah, you have, that yeah. I usually don't go for the fruity beers. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm kind of glad I went for this one because it's nice, it's yeah. refreshing. I got the uh, Black Stack White, um, which is kind of just a white. Why are you passing out money? It's our it's our first dollar. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> well, after the beer, we'll talk about that. But I had the uh, Black Stack White, which is pretty much a. Uh, I think this is a white beer. This is this is either my first time here at Blackstack or my second time. Uh, I don't honestly remember. I'm ashamed to say, but I would say that if they had a flagship beer, that should probably be it. I think it is because it's called Blackstack White, and and I mean for it's good reason. It, it's very. We had Dave, David, and I had one before the the match yeah, today, yeah. and uh, it was delicious. Yeah. So Sterling, what do you got? So I got the meat raffle. Ooh, it's a New England double IPA. Wow. Uh, Super, super juicy. I'd say it's a it's a little bit more on the 
the bitter side than a lot of juicy IPAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, really easy drinker. So, High alcohol, I just noticed. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a what, 8.6? Yeah. Jimmy mm, Christmas. <laughs> uh, so Sterling was just giving us money. He gave us each a dollar. And, and why is that? Well, it's because we've officially made money off of Spreaker. We have. We're officially, uh, we're professionals now. Yes, I'm going to have to take the amateur status off my tagline. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still have to figure out what we're going to do with the other $9.25. Well, I think we could. Did you say $9,000? Right, yes, yes. I think it's nine. Nine. Yeah, $9. Yeah. And 25 cents. But now, let's talk about that. I mean, we're... We're on Spreaker, and this is where we got the money from. So we yeah. got the money from the advertising on Spreaker. Right, people who are interested in maybe starting a podcast yeah. of their own, you know. It took us 3,600 plays to uh-huh. get, well, that's not accurate, probably 3,000 plays yep. to get $12. Mm-hmm. I mean, so people who are interested in podcasting, I mean, if you don't know someone, if you're starting off from scratch like yeah. we are, that's kind of and what you're talking about. We talked about this on the last podcast. One of the guys yeah. that at New York Times article where those guys started a podcast did it for six weeks. They said we didn't make any money, so they quit. Yeah, it's like right. a lot of us podcasters we don't do this for the money. Right, we do this because we enjoy doing it. We do it because we enjoy well, we enjoy the loons, of yeah. course. I like beer and I like soccer. I like, exactly right. So why not talk about it? Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Support local breweries. Have you spilled any uh, beer on your dollar yet, Dave? I have not. <laughs> I should have had it at the game today. Because yeah. I would have spilled a lot. Yeah, you spilled a little beer on me earlier, but that yes. happens. Dave got the brunt of it, actually. I, yeah. I'm That's wearing my nice. quick-dry shorts, though. So good. Good deal. Well, let's let's talk about the Portland game last week, guys, because... The Vancouver. 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 Sorry, not Portland. Portland was today. Yes. Vancouver. I get those two mixed up. And let's... Why, can I... Do you mind if I say happy birthday, Tony? Because, oh, sure you oh, can. Because yeah. I was yeah. watching uh, the Vancouver match at your house yes, because yes. you were having yes. your birthday party. I don't know if you want to say the number or not, but... Uh, oh, well, I turned 40, okay. just like you did. Yes. So I'm the last one of... The three. The three of us. Well, the last of the... No, last of the all the guys from high school. Oh, right. The class so of 97. Class of 97. I'm like the last guy of our friends from high school to turn 40. Sterling's not even there yet. He's mm, got... Nope. How many more years you got, Sterling? I think he's like 32. Got another year. Another year. Another year? Turn 39 in a few weeks. Well, there you go. Well, anyway, so, I mean, yeah. should we talk about our expectations going into that game? It was well, oh my God. at Allianz Field against... At the time, Vancouver was dead last in, in the yeah. Western Conference. And let me let me preface this by saying by the time the game rolled around i was i was drunk because i we had been drinking since three o'clock um so i didn't watch much of the game at all i watched most of it because i was of, mostly all of it well, but chris I, is watching i think what did i i think i predicted about i think eight to one minnesota no mm. no it wasn't that big but i certainly no. had predicted a win i think we all did in that one um but unfortunately just, i couldn't I couldn't watch because I had many I had guests still there who were right. And you left certainly. You left before. I, I I had made a comment. I think I texted you, Sterling, that I am watching the game. I missed the first five minutes, and you quickly came back yeah. with, "Oh, you missed the best part." Oh, so. yeah. I mean, it was lively. And then how, how did it open? Yeah. How did it open for somebody who like mean, myself who didn't actually technically see it? You know, we we had a strong lineup as you expect. Uh, Molino had a knock, so he didn't play. Uh, Miggy got the start uh, right away. Uh, Angelo had a, a chance, I think, within the first 
I don't have the time written down. I think it was within the first two minutes, three minutes. Um, and then Finley had a, a quick follow-up on the block, and he missed. Um, you know, Metonier was doing a really good job of working the right side um, throughout the first probably ten minutes. And it just slowly grinded down. I mean, I, I really feel like by maybe minute 20, Vancouver was playing for a 12. They were playing. They were just parking it, right? Yeah. They I mean, they, they had no interest in doing anything. And it, yeah. And it, there were, you know, obviously everyone has complaints about that style of play, but it was, they played tactics exactly how you should play to yeah. it's better than you on the road. It turns into a really boring game at that point. I mean, it did. It, it wasn't very fun it, to watch. For, I mean, if you look at it, if you look at it, of you know, ninety minutes of soccer. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to call it boring. I mean, there was moments, yeah, specifically for Minnesota United that maybe uh, they had, a, you know, they had a few chances. They had, a, you know, certainly more chances created than Vancouver did in that match. And this is one of those games. I don't know if we want to touch on it now, but Minnesota owned the possession on that. It was fifty-six forty-four overall. So yeah. it's one of those games where you know we we talked about it many many times you know was but was that meaningful possession and what did they do with that possession in this case they didn't do anything they, they managed to hold on to a draw at home but well you're gonna that have good enough you're gonna have high possession when a team is parking the bus on you yes. because they're just gonna sit there and wait yeah um my problem with when we went in this game was the fact that this should have been a win yeah I, that's, how, that's how i want to look at it do you do we want to sit here and credit vancouver for doing no. a, a stout job defensively no. or do we you know after a game like this, that's when you see everybody start complaining about how they should have done better and, and how they didn't come out of there with a win. Yeah, um, you need, I think you have to you have to say. I mean, for me, watching Jose Mourinho at Chelsea do a park the bus a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chelsea did a lot of parking bus on their other managers too. It's I want to credit Vancouver because. They did the tactics exactly how they should have. Now, I feel like we failed at even trying to address those tactics. So we had a lot of play down the left side where, you know, Gasper's fantastic left back. He's, I don't think he's very good in the attack. I think no. his crosses are poor. He had a couple even today that I wanted to say the same thing. It, it, he's just not a very good attacker. Him and M- Miggy don't seem to play very well together, in my opinion. Uh, Miggy's not even on a strong side anyway. He's on the left. I just felt like we we went down the left a lot. And uh, earlier this week, I had pulled out the, uh, and this is on Twitter, I pulled out the crosses by Metonier on the right. Oh, and this was was this was the game where there was many many crosses overall. Many crosses. I think was there yeah. like twenty seven crosses, and, and that's as you guys can and see. And that's just Metnier. Yeah, that's just Metnier. Yeah, who was responsible for it? Looks like basically half of the, half yes. of them at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, I'll, I'll these are like I said they're on Twitter. I'll post them on Instagram too. Um, but we we did too much on the too much on the flanks, and I get that's what Heath wants to do. But when you're parking a bus. You've got seven, eight guys that are available in the box to clear up the ball. Yep. And, and Crosses are already low percentage. Mm-hmm. So you have that many defenders going against your crosses. It 
It's, it's not, not what play. you want to do. You want to find a way to break down the mid, middle yeah. of the park, and we couldn't do that. And we had some we had some uh, Twitters back and forth about Metnar and, and what's going on with them, you know. And, right. And, and of course, the deals deal is this: a, the team parked the bus against them. Crossing doesn't work against parking the bus. B, he spent a how many how many weeks did he spend in Africa during that? I mean, what it was seven weeks. Yeah. Weeks, so I mean, it takes a little bit for him to come back into the fold and kind yeah. of get your, you know, get your feet set again. Yeah. And I'm I, sure he's lost a little bit of gas too. I I, I don't know that you put it on Metnir necessarily. I I mean, is that what they're telling him to do? I mean, well, we saw it today, and we'll get to it later. Yeah. But uh, there, today there was clearly opportunities where, like those, when Metnir took his crosses, mm-hmm. it was ill timed. You know, yeah. he had space. You know, I'm I'm talking about today's match, which we'll get in. But I just question whether you know is it a function of him being told to take a cross? And early? It, this, this was something that and. As I mentioned, looking at that graphic again, are they? Yeah, where are they? Half of them are above the eighteen. Yeah, and you made a point today, David, where you think if he's going to cross, which a cross is can lead to scoring opportunities. Yes. That's what mm-hmm. you're looking for. However, is he just crossing too early? Exactly. And the yeah. one successful cross he had against Vancouver came about oh, what is the penalty spot? Twelve yards? Is that right? Um, and they came inside. It came between the penalty spot and the six-yard box. So that's exactly where you want to cross, but and you, that's the one that was successful. You can you can do that. You can cross all you want against the bus, but like you said, Dave, David, I mean, it's you, there's so many guys in the box. Right. There's it's, no. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. It's like chipping away at a brick wall with a little right. with a little ball peen hammer. And it, and to be perfectly honest, to kind of tease what we're going to talk about after break. Mm-hmm or maybe before the break, um, we need a creative midfielder yes. to break down that that mm. middle of the park. Mm-hmm. I think Darwin can do that to an extent, Yes, but he needs help. He does. And it, so we'll be talking about that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just kind of, it was a pretty boring game all around. Yeah. I mean, a couple opportunities. There's I mean, some opportunities. Like today, but I mean, Toy had one of our yeah. had one that he, that he missed as well. Um, one thing we should mention, um, Darwin Quintero in the 67th minute of against Vancouver had a yellow card and yes. therefore was out today due, due to yellow card mm-hmm. accumulation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And it, I would like to point out, in my notes, I mentioned around the 18th minute, uh, Finley and Miguel switched sides. Oh. And so all of a sudden, Miggy was on the right side where he's supposed to be. That's a strong side. The game completely changed. I mean, you could tell that Miggy was on the side that he favors and sure. that he was playing better. And this is the, this is the thing. We have too many right, right-wingers. We have yep. too many. And it, I don't know why Adrian Heath feels he needs to play Ethan Finley. I don't know if it's inner power struggle that Ethan's a local boy get him on the field if it's because Ethan play or is paid like 150,000 more a year than Miggy is so they want the money on the field that's I I have no idea but the reality is Miggy needs to be on the right and if he's not he's he's basically a failure he's worth talking about he's worth today's game yeah today's game and and it's it's reality. The game changed. Miggy was able to cut in on the, uh, to the left, and it, 
he got into the midfield and things, the dynamic of the play just seemed to get mixed up a little bit more. And that's what you need. And it, when you're against the Buffs, you yeah. need to find creative ways of breaking that down. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, that that happened. And well, I don't know why they didn't stay that way. So let's just. It happened. Let's finalize this game, guys, because we got a bigger game to talk about that happened today. Going into this match, I think we all, both, all of us thought we were going to win this match. Oh, yeah. Win it. Uh, having a 0 0 tie, though, is a downer. And it's funny to say that in our third year because in the previous two years, a 0 0 tie would have been like, well, that's, that's, that's okay. Well, and that's yeah, not we something that, yeah. uh, that's something that the Loons would normally do is draw a game. You know, normally they would get a result one way or the other, good or bad, win or lose. But, but I mean, in, in the last two years, Dave, if we got a 0-0 tie against a team, I think we'd be happy about that. Even a team worse than us. Like Even that. a team worse yeah. than us? Yeah. But last Saturday's game, I was pissed off after the game. Oh, yeah. Because we lost out on three points. Yeah, it, it was funny. I I went upstairs, and I started – I talked Sarah's ear off. And about the game? I could just tell. She was just, like, eyes rolling. She didn't give a shit? Yeah, because, like, the kids are in bed, and she's trying to just, like, <laughs> relax. And here I am – just talking to her over and over about, you know, bitching about the left side, you know, complaining that all we did was attack the wings and the wings aren't going to work, and it, she's just like, seriously, shut up. <laughs> save it. I couldn't. I couldn't save, help it. Save it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I no. couldn't help it because I was upset. I kind of lean. You know, I, I kind of lean in your direction, David. Uh, I, I just you, you have to be disappointed this year in yeah. your number three. You have to be disappointed. You're playing uh, Vancouver Whitecaps yeah. team that's you know sitting dead last in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. Yeah, you know I can I could handle a one-one draw say against like Colorado. Sure, but not scoring or, a goal against or, the worst team in the yeah, league. Yeah, I mean it just it leaves a sickening feeling feeling in your mouth in a in a way because I mean you look at the you know we won't go into it but the week before the one one draw on the road at least you can say on the road because you look at the yes, parity yes. that exists in MLS it is difficult to road, win it on the road. Road draws for me are totally fine. Oh yeah. Right. You should Home draws expect even draw. against this you know inferior opponent. Yes, that's yeah. fine. Home draws against a a, a, a sub I mean a Basement dwelling opponent is is not good. I mean, a home draw against anyone shouldn't be accepted. Well, no, because accepted. the headlines are always like, like in fact, the, the the tagline for the Vancouver match was "Vancouver survives onslaught." Yeah, you know, to to, exactly. to salvage a point, mm-hmm. and which that's what they did. No, it wasn't Minnesota earning the point; it was Vancouver salvaging. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. That's what it comes down and, to. And so, with that, um, you brought up the possession. And so we had we had somebody, a uh, follower, listener, uh, Dan, on Twitter, reach out to all the Minnesota United podcasts and say, yeah. okay, no, you know, cause, or no, th- take the back. That was something else. They reached out to us. He reached out to us specifically to ask us about this because I have been talking about our possession game mm-hmm. and how when we have possession, we don't play well. Yeah. So... I went and dug into the to the games and kind of figured out what we did with and without possession. Games where we had fifty percent or better, we were four, three, and two. Um, we had seventeen goals, allowed twelve. We had one hundred forty-four shots, allowed forty-one. Sounds okay. Doesn't sound it's not terrible. Great. No. Um, so less than fifty percent. 
We had nine wins, mm-hmm. four losses, three draws. 34 goals, four, 22 against, 187 shots, um, 66 on goal. Mm-hmm. Now, that tells me right away, first off, we allow more goals when we have less possession. Which, which makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Of course, yeah. But it's a more open game. Yeah. We're scoring more. Mm-hmm. We're allowing more, but not too much. I mean, it's it, it's a few more, but it's when you look, break it down, it, it was uh, 1.8 goals against to like 1.5 goals. You could dig into it all you want, but there's certainly outliers that'll kind of mess those numbers up. Like, say yeah. the 7-1 victory against Cincinnati. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, in my tweet, I pointed out that we had, you know, there, there's some things to mention. We lost 3-0 at Atlanta when we actually had less possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had less possession at Chicago and lost 2-0. Let's not talk about that game. I mean, easily the so two worst So what you're saying games. is some of the, yeah, the worst the games, worst games yeah. we've had less possession and, and loss. It, so and then you have Cincinnati, where we only had 37% oh, possession. Uh, oh, yeah. so that's another outlier. I was almost, like, without looking at the numbers, I was almost assuming that Minnesota had the possession numbers no, in their favor. Were, but no, it was, okay. it was literally, I mean, we the, got whooped in possession. Yeah. Quickly, the problem with that game, though, was Cincinnati would get the ball. And they'd pass it a bunch of times, and, they, and, that, and then they'd give it up, and then we score a goal. And they, Cincinnati, to be fair, nearly had the first goal in that game. Mm-hmm. They didn't, but they nearly did, so yeah. it didn't start out well. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you look at it and you say, it's, it's you know, San Jose, we averaged, we only averaged thirty nine percent possession against them both times, and yep. they've probably been the team that's taken the brunt of us the most. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's six to one. I, yeah, so for it's, their goals. Al- it's almost like you take those numbers and twist them any way you wanted to in order to make your point. But I think overall, from the eye test, it's almost like you know the counterattacking lesser possession team wor- has worked better. We yeah, are. and you know, I think it changes a little bit depending on your pieces. But for us, yeah. the pieces that we have, the counterattacking game works really well. We're not a hold, 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 pass, 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 yeah, and then score. We are, a, we are a, a team that gets a ball on a counterattack, and we put it in the net, yeah. pretty much. And, it, you know, and that works for us now. Yeah. It's something to be said. You know, some people may not like that style. I mean, Major League Soccer talking heads hate that style. Oh, they all hate I mean, they complain about it. All, like, well, you you can possess the ball you want, and we saw it today, and... and you can possess the ball all you want, but if you're going to do back passes and back passes and then eventually turn it over, then what good did that do you? Exactly. It's meaningful, meaningful possession Nothing. is what exactly. you're looking and for. It, and that's the thing. When you look, when you think about a team, a possession team, like, I mean, let's go extreme and say Barcelona. Yeah. And, it, you know, the tiki-taka style that they play, they, they have meaningful possession. It's not like they have 65% of the ball and half of it's in the opponent's half it's or I mean in their own half it's they're constantly moving the ball around the box and they're trying to throw in yeah. and find something we we don't do that when we, we don't do it and it's funny that we bring up uh, kind of this counterattack thing because the Minnesota Wild when they first started they were a I think they were like a counterattack type of team everybody hated it it was like zone trapping scheme in hockey everybody hated it because they, the offense would get down there and then they would have a kind of way to trap it and get the yeah. puck back out quick everybody hated it but it worked right it worked yeah you know? it's just it's it's kind of hard for me to understand like comprehend like because like on paper you would think possession would equal success across the board 
but it just doesn't. And it hasn't, it as you pointed out with your numbers. So. You know, and you look at other sports like football, you want possession. Oh, absolutely. That's the difference but, in the game. But, yeah, you go to soccer, and it starts skewing all over the place. Mm-hmm. And right now, with the pieces we have, we play much better without possession. Exactly. Um, let's roll into today's game. Yeah. Because I think possession... Dave, what was today's possession? Do you know? Um, I think we, we were on the right side. If we're talking about not having yeah. possession, we were, we were, we did not have. So if we're talking about the whole match um, against Portland today at Allianz Field, mm-hmm. it was uh, Minnesota had forty-three percent as opposed to fifty-seven. So almost the exact opposite of the Vancouver match. But no, no, it was very, yeah, almost the exact, exact opposite. opposite yeah. yeah. So and at the end of the day, I guess it did work out. We'll get into it, but. Um, I don't know that it was the possession, lack of possession that spelled the victory. Yeah, well, I don't think you could say that here. Um, no, I don't think you can. So let's, let's back up to the beginning of the game. We had, DQ was out because yes, of yellow because, card accumulation. Yeah, yeah. So he's up in the stands looking all. He was looking very dapper in the stands. Oh, I, I, I didn't even see You guys see didn't see it because I was watching them. So yeah, he they was, have to wear those suits, right? They, no, he was he was wearing like a white shirt, like unbuttoned, and a, he had the glasses. Like, does he have kids? Was he in a yeah, suite? Yeah, he's got two yeah. kids. Because yeah. then one of his kids was up there wearing a dark. Was he in one of the suites? Yeah, he was in one of the suites the up there. Level. Looking very dapper, as they mentioned yeah. on the thing. But uh, what I would say is that um, at the beginning of the game, we had very sloppy play in the back third. And that's we what, had a couple passes that were well. That's exactly not that's good. what I started to touch on as far as you talk about possession. If you're, uh, it was it was poor quality passing. That was yeah. certainly an impression that I got. Even when the spells that Minnesota United had possession, it seemed like it just kind of ended on a disappointing note with regards to a bad pass or like you said. But. It was. It, there were a couple of times I, I think that um, what's his name on the uh, the defender uh, Ike. No, the young kid. Uh, oh, Gasper. Yeah. Gasper. Oh, my goodness. Had a, we knew you were going to bring Gasper up. Gasper had a couple yeah. things. I'm going to say this again about Gasper. We knew you would. And he has got to watch himself. Man. This is fantastic. Man. Now, this I don't know. Got sorry, this is we're, exactly. We were having this conversation. Yeah, we, at the we're game. jumping around the game a little bit, but I know but, probably what, in your mind what you're thinking about. He yeah. was called for a foul yeah. uh, kind of late in the game, actually. Close that to the led, box. It was relatively close. But I'm yeah. saying is To that, be fair to him, though, I doubted very much that that should have been called a foul. I don't. Yeah, from our view, yeah. I don't think it was. But yes, continue. And again, it's. Well, things are. Gasper had, a, I think, a bad pass. Uh, Ozzy had a. I think he had a bad. Oh pass yeah, he had a really bad pass. Ozzy had, had an up and down game as yeah. well as well and as Ike, Ike O'Parra Ike had a very did, yeah. up and down. Yeah. I mean, he had his moments. Ike yeah. and Ozzy, they both had good moments, but they had some bad moments. I mean, as well. and Ike had a lot of good clearances in on fact, corners. What were we talking about, David Sterling and, and I? Um, we were talking about at least for the first 75, 80 minutes. Our, our man of the match. Well, we had a little bit of a debate, but you could almost put it on we Michael Boxy. Boxy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then. Cooler heads prevailed. If it, you know, if it wasn't for Vito making some massive saves, including a couple back-to-back saves, yeah. I mean, the game wouldn't be zero-zero uh, heading into the 90th minute. It certainly one of them. Vito was on on his game today. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, there was one play in the first half where he blocked a ball out. He was on the ground. They came and got the ball back. Same player. It. Same player. That's he just what put we're his hands about, up and just yeah. put it. To, I, I'm sorry. Um, outstanding effort. Outstanding effort. Save the yeah. game. Yeah, save so. the game. And it, you know he had that one that I'm still not convinced he actually tipped it over the bar. 
Oh, the one where the... Uh, yeah, they call the corner. Yeah, call the corner. I, I said that I thought it... I, I was arguing with John that it didn't change... The ball didn't change spin, so there's no, no way he touched it. But... And you could hear the ding. Yeah. You could hear the ding on the uh, okay. on the broadcast. You heard it go, doing, and like... And they said corner. I'm like, I don't think he touched that ball. Wow. Interesting. Not that we not that we get into it. It's not surprising, but uh, the Audi player index, Vito Minone, you know, was sitting up at the top. But uh, Ike Parra is actually number one as far as Bullshit. Minnesota United at 805. Wow. I can jump into that. But, yeah, yeah, the the leading Audi index players was Ike Parra, Vito Minone, Jan Gregersh, and then followed by Boxel. I mean, Ike had at least three giveaways. Like we said, there he did, and like we said, maybe they aren't uh, knocking him enough for that because he, yeah. he did have his moments, you know, on the positive. Like sure, we yeah. said, but it, uh, he did end up with like five clearances that that gave him the majority of, the, uh, of his points there. So we had some. I mean, we had some chances in the first half. They had some chances in the first half. I um, made the comment that the game didn't deserve to be goalless even after the first half yeah right let alone 90 minutes which it ended up going 90 minutes without a goal it just either side really there should have been several goals there, uh, there was two we had a couple chances i know miggy had miggy a chance or two in my opinion miggy had the worst blown yeah. chance yeah. if you want to call it a blown chance yeah you know he had when space. he missed that ball and it uh, wasn't even close yeah it, johnny and i were Standing at our feet, yelling to take him out of the game immediately. I mean, it was just one of those things where it's like he's having an off night. He needs to come it's, out. Yeah. It's frustrating because you want to see him do well. You really, mm-hmm. at least I do. I mean, I want to root for the guy. Yeah, I, I do too. But, but brutal. Again, he missed a chance or two. Um, I think we had. Um, I think who else had think a the second half substitutions? Um, Donati and Toy created a very good opportunity. Yeah. Donati came down. And uh, put a ball on a toy where you thought it would be in the back of the net. You that really was... did. Now, degree of difficulty might have been a little higher yeah, than, yeah. than uh, M- Miggy's attempt, but boy, you really. But here's, let's go back before that, though. They put in, uh, Lude gets in low. Yeah, we should yes. mention Lude, that. Lude, 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 Lude gets in into the game. Uh, and it, that was good. We uh, he 65th minute, roughly. Yeah, I and it was funny because we all gave him a standing ovation, and then oh. like 30 seconds later, the crowd finally figures out he's in the game. Yeah. And right. so the crowd kind of rises oh. to occasion. We're like, seriously, oh. dude, Ooh, yeah, like, he's already on the field. But he yeah. comes in with he comes in with toy, toy right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so he replaced he replaced Miggy. Miggy. Yeah. And so they come in and you're going, okay, well Toy's getting the game because Toy is like that extra energizer bunny yep. type of guy to get him. But then they put the Lottie in. Right. And my thought was, well, why? I don't the understand. only reason is because they had no one else. Exactly. Yeah, and it yeah. nearly paid off. And keep in mind, we're, and we'll talk about it later, but, I mean, there's another match to worry about on Wednesday. And, I mean, so you want to maybe keep some of these legs fresh. Yeah. Even if, do. Mal- even if Molino doesn't start, you know, the next match in the Open Cup, you know, it's keep him fresh. And yeah. and, and, and that gamble nearly paid off, it like was I close. said, minutes earlier Very with Denlotti and but, Toy yeah. hooking up together. I would like to point out, the minute that we switched to the 4-4-2, the middle of the park opened up wide open. It was like mm-hmm. floodgates open. Yeah. And Portland took complete control of the game. Yeah. And that's when it looked the closest like we were going to mm-hmm. lose that game. Yeah. And I don't... You know, you can make arguments for why that is. You do... A 4-4-2, you do end up losing that number 10 position. Yeah. So you end up... 
you go from having three guys in central midfield to basically just the two. Just two, yeah. And on top of that, those two in Ozzy and Greg Usher are going to be wandering around and might not be in the middle of the field like you'd want them to all the time. And so that, that makes them create some difficulties, especially on the wings because the, the left backs or the left and right backs start getting a little bit more pressure mm-hmm. as you know everyone's trying to kind of keep everything together. Um, I would prefer never seeing the 4 2 again based on that. Well, I'd prefer never seeing uh, Toy and Dunlady in the same on the same pitch again. <laughs> I mean, and there might be something to that. I, I mean, I don't like, in my notes for Vancouver, I said Dunlady's a failed experiment. Oh. And I, I maintain that, even though he played a hand in mm. a near goal. Um, but uh, again, I just don't think he's right for us. I mean, why do you... My thought was, why are you bring him into this? I, I get, I, I get what everybody's saying. It's like, you got a game on Wednesday coming up, semifinal, which we'll talk about in well, the second half. But he comes in, and I, I guess well, it's for t- more energy. T- but Tony, what's the? I mean, don't were you disappointed to see Molino come off? Is that what you're saying? No, I, mean, I was just I was freaked out by Dunlady coming in in a crucial moment mm. because I wouldn't think that Heath would do such a thing, you know. I don't think Heath trusts in Lottie at all. No, may, but maybe that maybe that's you know you know a good sign then because you're right. I agree with you. He wouldn't come I, in unless again. He, I mean, I think if I wanted to see a positive movement from Heath, it would have been bring in Dotson. Oh yeah, because even though Gregish is out there, mm-hmm. so Gregish is you know him and Gregish are both eights technically. Yeah. Um. I just think Dotson provides a little bit of defensive help. Yep. He's got an offensive spark. Mm-hmm. The guy does what he needs to do. And I get... I mean, I get Heath wants to get Denlotti going because, seriously, this is it. And he almost did. Denlotti's contract is up at the end of the yeah. season. And he almost did. He almost did. It was I, close. I just... I think that that has a lot to do with why we saw him. Okay. And why we keep seeing him is because Heath knows this is it. If he can't show some sign of life by the end of the season, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. And so that would be Heath's first official failure because yeah. Heath is a striker guy. He mm-hmm. claims to be able to develop attackers, and so then Dunlady hasn't worked today. In you know fifteen minutes, or he came in the seventy seventh minute. So in like right. you know almost yeah. twenty minutes, yeah. did this is about as much as we've seen from Dunlady in uh, all year. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, I just. Honestly, I think you cut him and you cut ties with him at the end of the season and hope that Madison picks him up. He did well in Madison. That's why they brought him back up. So we go towards the end of the game and nothing's happening. And of well, course, we say nothing is happening. There's well, a lot happening. Good. There's a lot of the nothing com- good is happening. Well, back and forth. The, the, yeah, there there should have been goals scored in this match, but there wasn't. But you're right. So we're we're getting very close to another zero zero draw yes. at home and against arguably, maybe not even arguably, but a better opponent in Portland. They're they're definitely better than their record. Yes, I and they're better than Vancouver. Yeah. You but guys it is looking 0-0, even though I wouldn't believe it because there's been so and many good opportunities. I would like to point out that I've learned for myself that I have a signature move 
every time there's a chance mm -hmm. and we fail. Mm -hmm. I can't really explain it vocally too much, but I, I end up throwing my hands up in the air over my head and going rubbing my head oh, from I, the back to the front, and I do it every single time. With the hat on or off, it doesn't make Either a difference. Way. Yeah. And I, it, I and threw up in my mouth a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I hope that's not my signature move, but it, it, it certainly happened it today. Be. I don't know. Maybe it was... Well, you the, guys... I, I had a Mick Golden Light well, during the match. Oh, I wasn't yes. even going to bring that up, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, so you, you guys... We're at a great craft beer yes. brewery. Maybe. We're at... Okay, so you guys were at the game. I yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I was. I had to get in the car and get oh. here and meet you guys. So that means. So I didn't see. That what means, minute did you leave at? I left at the 80th minute. And, and that makes three of us then, because I made the comment to David Sterling earlier that although I was watching every minute of the game, I didn't actually see the handball incident. I didn't see right. the player's hand hit the ball that led to a penalty kick. I heard on the radio. Okay. Um, and that was uh, that was after ninety. That was, was 90, ninety plus one or plus two. So we had a lot of add-on time because of water breaks. There was, a, there was that. There was had, some there significant was some injuries. injuries. It was, it, quote um, unquote. Quote unquote. Yeah. There right. was a exactly. uh, before we get out of this match. I want to talk about a spitting incident that may have occurred hmm. uh, that. against Ozzy and. But really? yeah, I guess we missed that. So, so let, let's nail it down, though. Yeah, so ni let's call it ninety plus two. That's yeah. what MLS would tell you. I thought it was ninety plus one, but anyways, so, oh handball shit. in the handball. That's a handball in the box. Oh, are you watching the replay watching right now? Right. Great. Okay, so VAR. It had to go to VAR. Yes. Yep. Which and which it did. It didn't take long after he started looking at the replays mm -hmm. to call yeah, a penalty. I'm going to yeah. take a look at it. This is bad. Yeah, pod, you watch it. But, and then, uh, yeah. So I was I was listening to it on the radio and Callum. And uh, Calm was on the radio today, and he was saying, well, they're going to VAR. And they went down to, uh, what's his nuts, uh, Watson. Jamie. Jamie. Uh, <laughs> and Jamie's like, uh, yeah, I think it's a handball. And everybody's like, okay, well, the VAR. And then they say handball, and the crowd just erupts yeah. on the radio. It's just like craziness. And then the question was, who's going to kick it? Because right. DQ is not oh, yes. there. And this is, and I didn't see the handball happen, but I saw him trying to defend himself. Mm -hmm. His hands were out in the air. Yeah, he was super, mm -hmm. he was doing a Superman. Like, there's yeah. no doubt. You play yeah, now, there's no doubt that that, yeah. that so, was the right call. Yeah. And, and VAR, they don't always get it right, but they got it right. But, in yeah, this that's case, pretty obvious. But the so. question, guys, was who was going to take the PK? Right, I, I nailed it. Not out. Yeah, I nailed Dave it. I nailed said it. immediately. It. I point blank. David Sterling asked me that exact question. I didn't take a second. I said Ethan Finley. Well, of course, he's from Duluth. Right. And then I was starting to question myself. After, that was my initial reaction with Ethan Finley, because am I wrong? And this is off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. he, hadn't he taken one earlier in the season? I think he has. Yeah. I feel I don't I don't want to get too much into that he's in case Superman I'm wrong. That. But he did Superman yeah, that. But it's that being said, after I said Finley right away, I started second-guessing myself, and I'm like, does he put one of the youngsters in, like, specifically Toy? Well, yeah. He's yeah. the only other yeah. option. And well, I, I don't see why Gregish couldn't put a nice a ball in. I don't think Gregish is a penalty kick kind of guy. Maybe not. He certainly has the set piece. He's down got the knuckle the, the puck type range. of thing going on. Yeah. So Finley takes the PK, scores it, scores it. And if I remember correctly, Clark picked the right side, didn't he? Mm. He did. I, I was. That was my impression from our seats. We were high above. We had a great view of the game in general. But that was my impression from our seats that he maybe even touched it. Like got a okay. piece of it as it went. Callum said that he he thinks he tipped he tipped. That's it. what it. Right. That's what it. From my seat, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah, and I I have to admit I was so credit. I Finley. was actually kneeling on the back of the seat in front of me. 
<laughs> I, I was, for whatever reason, I was taking that that opportunity a John, lot more. You were hands on the head. Yeah, like, yeah, I was, and then I saw you guys do that. I almost did the same thing, but I just wanted to do like a. I almost wanted to put my hands up like prematurely to celebrate because right. I was going to be optimistic that he was going to get it. But wow, did that place erupt at that yeah. time? Because what a huge goal! What a huge win! I think I said it before. If the Loons did not win the game, they yeah. wouldn't. Have, they still would have been ahead of Portland in the standings. And However, they wouldn't have been in second place like we're celebrating right, right. now. This was not only a big game for us, but Portland as well because oh. they're oh. now out of the playoff. Make, make they no, stay out. Yeah, they stay out. Make the you know, the com- in. We were David and I were in complete agreement. This is as much. Every game is going to be big from here on out, especially oh, well, in a yeah, conference. Yeah. However, if you had to put it on some kind of a scale, this game was bigger for Portland than it was for it Minnesota. Was. Yeah, because with a loss, we'd have stayed in playoff contention. True. I mean, not contention. We would have been above in, the line. We would have been in yeah. the line no matter what. Right. But, uh, but for them, a win put them above the line, mm-hmm. probably. And, and just a point away from the yeah. Minnesota United. And kept their momentum kind of going. Because exactly. they've been kind of on a... A hot streak, lately. yeah. You know, they, as they've, they've had a couple. Portland has had. I mean, they beat LA Galaxy four to zero, yeah, and then they had yeah. some disappointing draws at home. One of them being Orlando, where they drew at home, and so they've kind of been an up and down team, more up than not. Yeah, I mean, if you look right. back, I mean, they started out the season at the bottom. Well, and they started out what twelve games on the road, yes, right? Cause because because the their renovation. Yeah. yeah, but we. We got the win, boys. We did. We got in the second place. And we heard Wonderwall. We heard you were Wonderwall. Yeah, Dave ma- mentioned right before that. the PK. I did say yeah. that before. That you don't come down to Allianz not to hear Wonderwall. That's right. I said exactly that. So you got to hear. Before we get out of this game, I want to talk about there was in the first half, there was a, supposedly a spitting incident. Which we know nothing about. Well, because you guys, yeah. I was watching the broadcast. And so Ozzy, I don't remember who it was, Fernandez or yes. sure. Yeah, probably okay. had a strong game. And so Fernandez and Ozzy were together, uh, and Ozzy kind of went like this as Fernandez was walking away, and Ozzy went straight up to the ref and said, "He spit in my eye," <laughs> and Ozzy was going like this, and so they did VAR, but they couldn't see anything. Like, oh, they couldn't see, see anything. Now about I know it. because there was a play oh. that they paused it, and yes. I was like, saying what's he going went up on? to. We yeah. didn't know. We yeah. obviously from our seats. So, had no idea. They went back, and uh, the guys on the ESPN broadcast were saying, well, I think Fernandez spit in Ozzy's face. Well, they did VAR, and they couldn't determine if that was the case. Um, And, of course, Ozzy's got some history with uh, Portland because he played with Seattle. (laughs) So, of course, there's some some history there. Uh, But I think it would have been interesting if VAR caught the spitting incident. Well, yeah, it'd be straight red. It'd be a straight red, and then it'd be down a man in the first half. And their best man. Fernandez so, is easily the best. But I don't know how much of it was Ozzy. Like, they were going back and forth, and Fernandez said something and kind of did a little, didn't spit, but kind of was talking, and then a little spit yeah, against sure. his eye. And I was like, oh, my eye, you know? Right. So I don't know how much of that was there, but it was not yeah. it was an interesting, interesting thing in the first half. See, that, that's kind of cool, because I, I mentioned to you that they were clearly reviewing something in the first yeah. half, and we, obviously we have no idea. Yeah, it was a spitting incident. They said, nah, it didn't happen. Ozzy, of course, disagreed, but that was the case. So, uh, And there was another thing, too, where so we had – I'm trying to think what the guy from uh, Portland's name was. They were talking on the, on the uh, broadcast that when he got his uh, yellow card, he got his second yellow card. But come, come to find out that the yellow card wasn't given to him in the first half. It was actually given to the goaltender 
for running up 20 yards yes. to talk to the referee. Uh, referee. Yeah. yeah. So that must have been. Was it God? Was that Chara? Yeah, it was Chara. Yeah, it was Chara. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So everybody there on the broadcast went, uh, he should be out of the game because he's got two yellows. And then they went back and started to take a look, and it wasn't everybody 100% that said Chara got the first yellow card. Yeah. And they actually called down to the VAR or wherever, and they said, oh, no, 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 the first yellow card was on the goaltender. It was not on Chara. Oh, okay. But everybody thought it was on Chara, the yeah. first one. So that was another thing where it was like, um, well... That could have been a huge turning point. Right. They could have been down ten. They could have been down to nine. They would have been. Yep. Huh. So, uh, some interesting things that, that were happening in this game. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I I really like Portland. I think it's a. I think it seems our supporter sections have a pretty good rapport with each other. Yeah. And of course, we do have a slight history. Right. Dark clouds know them from still the NASL days. I, I, yeah. was, I was actually, it's interesting they bring that up, I was actually, and maybe we can talk about this on a future podcast, but I was in my mind just a week ago, so I was thinking about what's my MLS bucket list of stadiums to visit? Um, obviously I've already hit Kansas City and Chicago, but I mean, I was trying to think after that, what would be on my bucket oh, list? Park, right? And, and I think Portland has to be the yeah. top of that list. I mean, I was thinking maybe some of the, the L.A. clubs, either one picking Galaxy well, yeah, or I, LAFC would be good. But, yeah, I think as we sit here right now, I think it would have to be Portland. Yeah, I, I keep trying to uh, I can't think convince of like, trips to Southern California to see L.A. teams. Well, I, I want, I've i always wanted to go I, to Vancouver. I've always wanted to go to Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Not um, that that stadium would be like no, the best. I mean, no. that's a that's a retrofitted Metrodome. I know, literally. But, but it, uh, it'd just be cool to see a, a soccer game up in Canada. Yeah, you know, it would. Or Montreal. The, the if you could somehow work in a Seattle, Vancouver. Yeah, trip. yeah. Now again, we're talking about two basically NFL stadiums. Or Portland, or Portland, Vancouver trip. There you, you go. Could do that. Yeah. So, big thing is, guys, we win. We're now in second big. place. It is big, huge. Good to go. We uh, before we get out of this first half, let's shortly talk about some signing news that really isn't. It's news, but it's not really right. It's kind of out there. Yeah. Uh, so you're specifically talking about Thomas Chacon. Yes. Uh, so of Uruguay. It's been floating for the last couple of days now. And Friday, it was like it was, literally. It was late Friday. Friday. It literally popped up Friday, and it yeah. blew up on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do we know about this guy? Well, I, I don't know a whole lot, honestly, beforehand. David Sterling might be able to help us out. But, I mean, bottom line, he's an 18-year-old Uruguayan mm-hmm. uh, attacking midfielder. Yeah, he's, he's been a big part of the Uruguayan uh, like U-17, U-20 okay. U- system. Yep, he, uh, He's got 51 caps, I think. Between wow. those two. Yep. Uh, he's, I mean, everything that I've read, obviously I know nothing about him um, beyond what I've read. Um, everything I've read is... He's, you know, um, Danubio, FC Danubio, where he's from, yeah. has churned out uh, recent players uh, such as Edison Calvani, who is obviously a very fantastic striker. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Diego Florin also came from there. Uh, you know, they've got some, and there are some other ones that I just don't know. That I, but I know are fantastic players mm-hmm. that have played in the past. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess it's a what good I'm, development system. Yeah, and I guess what I want to get at is, I mean, they, the, the details are not released as we record this, so we can only right. speculate. But yes. the, the bottom line is they're talking about a large transfer fee. Yeah, multi-million yeah. dollars. Multi-million dollars, yeah. dollars yeah. So yes. this, could, this could potentially be the largest, you know, DP transfer fee slash signing that the Minnesota United have made. It, yeah, you I know, would assume be. it would be. Because yeah, it could be. What? Yan was the most expensive, right? Even and, ahead of yeah. Quintero, like two last something, year. two point something. I don't something think million. Darwin was that big, though. Was it not? Was it not? At yeah, the I think Darwin was below a million. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he was and then older. Angelo, I think, was a million yeah. point one or two, something like that. It's yeah. funny we bring up Darwin though, because on the broadcast on ESPN today, they were talking about the fact that this guy is, could be the potential Successor. replacement yeah. for, Darwin, for Darwin, and Darwin's got a uh, was an option next year. Yep. So for them to bring this guy in uh, doesn't mean the beginning of the end of DQ in Minnesota. No, I, I I mean I think I think it means they'll pick up Darwin's option because mm-hmm. who wouldn't? At um, this point, you'd have to pick it up. Uh, you, you, I mean, I, if, I think it's because they're going to. I mean, look at. It, I mean, and again, the, we can. We're only speculating here, but like the details in order. To sign Thomas Chacon, yeah. they're going to have to pay down, and presumably yes. Angelo Rodriguez's yes. DP logical status because yeah. he's making he, Angelo Rodriguez is making six hundred and sixty six hundred and sixty seven thousand. So they have to bring that down by uh, roughly one hundred yeah. and fifty thousand, which would be the cheapest. And they have to go to spot they international spot. spot, yeah. And so that's of course, Schuler is the. But there's been talks. There's been talks the last couple weeks Finland. that he's going back to Finland because he doesn't want to. He, just, he wants to go home. That's right. a possibility. However, within the rules of MLS, the Minnesota oh. United would be allowed to trade for another right. additional international sure, spot. Sure. So you, we can't sit here and assume that Schuler will be. Um, it would be logical. Though. It would be, mm-hmm. but it's be. not the only way. Right. And, yeah, um, yeah it, it, it'll be interesting. But yeah, getting back to Darwin, I mean. It seems foolish unless he's actively asking uh, for a trade or transfer himself. Now, Taylor, well, I mean, he might be actively looking to go back to Colombia. Yeah. Well, now that he wants to finish his. Well, career I'm just saying is you Columbia. can have you can have the best of both worlds. You can keep Quintero, well, and Quintero's not technically a ten. He's I mean, technically a right wing. Because at the end of the day, how much are we going to? If let's let's sit here and assume that they are going to sign Chacon. Yeah. Let's assume that for a minute. How much are we going to see of him? Are we going to see enough over the last, say, oh, I don't know, six weeks to know no. that he's the no. answer to Darwin? I mean, Let's not in a position like that. You yeah. you need 10, 12 games. To Although my friend, and he's 18 years old. He'll be 19 next week, yeah. but he's, he's young. You don't my know. friend Taylor Twelman on the old ESPN broadcast was right. saying that... Uh, oh, He's Dar- my friend, too, on Facebook. Uh, Darwin, uh, Darwin, really? should, Darwin should be gone because he's streaky and he shows up. When he wants to, and when he doesn't well, show up, he's I mean, not there. And and I get what he's saying. I, I, do. I am yeah, but the not half, one to challenge Taylor. But the half yeah. of the games that he shows up for, boy, he shows up. Oh, I know. Yes, he I is. Know. He's I over the line. I I would years. say that what you want is to keep Darwin for next season. Mm-hmm. Do the do one year option. Sure. Have Chacon play in the ten. Yep. With Darwin at right wing. Oh, okay. Say bye-bye to Ethan Finley, because they should have a long time ago. Um, and have a more versatile player like Miguel Stain, because sure. he can play 
multiple positions. Sure, sure. You have Robin Lude on the on the left where he belongs, mm-hmm. and you see what happens yeah. if if Chacon is still too young. Mm-hmm. Then you rotate him in and out. You bring Darwin back to the ten, mm-hmm. and you rotate him in and out until he learns the ropes. I don't. I would think it would be insanely foolish to let Darwin go yet. Yeah, I get it. I I agree with but you. But that's I, what Twelman was saying. Twelman was pretty much giving out the whole. Well, they have an option, so I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where do you make a decision because he doesn't. He's not doesn't show up a lot. It's, when he does, I mean, it's, it's great. True. It's, it's true. He's streaky. And that's and why he left Club America. And he's gone in the funk. Yeah. We well, had a funk in the beginning of the year. You know, yeah. and I guess fortunately for Minnesota United, they don't have to make that decision now. No, of course they uh, don't. They, they have quite a few more weeks left to, to go, yeah. so we'll see what happens. But it's, it's also about getting younger, too. You bring an 18-year-old, that well, gets you very, it very is, young. It is, because they yeah. do Minis- – the uh, you know, there's several pieces of Minnesota United success that year this year have been because of the older – Yes, players that they brought in, specifically Ozzy Alonso, Ekaparas, yeah. they aren't going to be around forever. No, so yeah, you do have to get younger eventually. But you know. and you know, it's interesting to see. Uh, I think it was uh, I. I'm going to probably butcher his name. Uh, Brian Korstrad. He used to be inside Minnesota soccer. Then I think he helped start 55-1. He made a comment on Twitter. I think on Friday. Um, about this kind of looks like a, a three to five year plan. Oh sure, yeah. And it, five year somebody, no, see, I've been on that for a long time. Somebody, <laughs> I think I might well, even said seven year. Plan. Somebody <laughs> responded and said something like, "For fuck's sake, we don't. We've already been buying this three year plan, and now it's going to be even longer." I was and selling it, the five year plan even before that was an option. Yeah, and so I responded from our from our account and said, "Well, no, let's you know calm down. Think yeah. of it this way." The one, to, you know, the three-year plan was that kind of initial phase, oh, yeah, and then you're right. doing this new growth phase, growth sure, like, sure, yeah. a few years, yeah, yeah. and then you get into kind of a sustainability yeah, because phase. Because make no mistake, if you want to call it a three-year plan or not, I mean, if that's what they want to call it, and they have publicly, yeah, yeah. It, it's working. It's here, working. Here we are yeah. sitting in week 22. In second place. In second place. Second fucking so place. It's Remember working. that? It's working. But look at all I mean, look at what we picked up in the offseason, though. We're, but it's part that, of three-year plan. Three plan. Without looking ball. without looking at the standings, I can almost guarantee you I can tell you exactly where they were standing a year ago. Oh, I know it. In about 10th place. Maybe yeah. ninth. But Maybe ninth, yeah. It could have been. And they it, picked up a shitload of talent in the offseason. But yes. but that's yeah. that's And that's your three-year plan. They did what they tried to do. And now... You look at uh, Thomas Chacon, he would be the new guy to take over who they brought in to build this three-year plan. And, uh, and you look at Dotson, he's the new guy to take over for, well, probably more like Jan Gregus slides over for Ozzy. Yeah. Dotson comes in for yeah, Jan. Yeah, yeah. And you see Gasper, he's yeah. playing well, and he's going to come in for whoever. And um, it's, it's working. It yeah, is. St. Clair? I, I feel yeah. like kind of last year, and certainly in the off season before everything happened, we uh, we would spend a lot of time criticizing, you know, and maybe rightly so, the front office and, and Adrian Heath. Uh, yeah, we're no. certainly not doing that much this year. No. You can and criticize Heath maybe for certain things, but you, he still it's, sucks at substitutions. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be hard pressed to criticize the front office, you know, over the last nine. But, months. But you know, and our criticism though was warranted because they are the least transparent fo I've ever seen. Yeah, they they don't tell us anything. Don't tell us anything. So we have no idea what's going on. I mean, we didn't even know there was a three-year plan. 
Yeah. Until two and a half years in. Exactly. When they mentioned it in passing (laughs) on a conference call that was only available for season ticket holders. Well, I mean, again, this potential signing was actually a good thing they didn't release it because I'm guessing there was a lot of teams they were. I'm thinking. There were probably multiple teams. Yeah. yeah, so it was a good thing they didn't release any of that. And from what we know, basically from what Zagoda says on the strip, mm-hmm. it's done deal. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and with, it's just these pieces fall into place. It's a done deal yeah. with pieces that, like, yeah. like we said, we need the Minnesota United needs an international spot available, whether yeah. it's a trade or you know getting rid of somebody like a Schuler, mm-hmm. and they need to pay down, presumably right. Angelo Rodriguez's yeah. contract, yeah. and he needs to sign on the line as what. And yeah, the reality yeah. is, paying down Angel's contract is the easiest part. Right. And that's, At that and point, that's, it's they pay it down with the TAM they have, and they sign. And, and that's Chicago. where the, yeah. it kind of makes those moves that kind of fly under the radar for most fans probably is with those TAM-GAM acquisitions. The Eric, the Eric Miller trade? Yeah. Yes. The Eric, that's yeah. Who knows? Again, that's, I don't know. We don't have the numbers. I don't know that anybody does. But maybe that 50000 that was part for of Eric that, Miller, maybe that got him over that mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't. Right. It's only well, and it, usually, I think they say then, it's maybe fifty to one hundred thousand for an international spot. Okay. So, so yeah, right. Eric Miller's trade could have been part of the right. whole deal. And so, I think I mentioned to somebody yeah. on a message, maybe there was a group that now teams know we need a spot, mm-hmm. so the value is going to go up a little bit. Yeah. But it's not unheard of for Don Garber to step in and be like, "No, dude, just." deal needs to happen. It's yeah. one of those things where, yeah. you know, you sit here maybe two weeks ago and you say, oh, well, 50000 game for, for Eric Miller. I'd rather just have Eric Miller as right. deep mm-hmm. depth. Mm-hmm. You said that, yeah. I mean, but now if you look at it and they do end up signing Chacon, well, there you go. Yep. I mean, that's why you make moves like that. And you, you have to think that's exactly why they made yeah. moves. You would yeah. hope so, yeah. So, in closing, guys, I think we have a potential guy coming in. Right, and we'll probably say in the next podcast. I'm sure that'll be official. It, it might be. Well, it will be because the window closes next week. Right, yeah. August 9th is <laughs> so. Is we'll official. Yeah. We'll be talking about him officially in two weeks if it happens. Yeah. Um, so when we come back from the break, guys. We're going to talk about Portland again because shit. We play them on Wednesday. Right? I don't even think they're traveling home. They're not. That's Why what they said they? on ESPN. They said oh, okay. they came Why in on Friday you? and they are going to be here to, through Wednesday. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of Portland fans hanging yeah. around Minneapolis. So three of us will be at the game. Yes. Which will yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about, I think, the Dallas game coming up. Yep. The following next Saturday. Week. Yep. 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 Uh, we have some uh, plague. Plague. Pla- the plague. Plague. And we're talking like plague from like the 1800s. Well, we are. Yeah. But yeah. not. The plague. The, I think it's, to be fair, it's only the bubonic plague. It's not yeah. like there's other versions of the plague. Yeah. We'll get into that. We'll get into it. And we have an update on the meth gator. Yes. A sad update on the meth gator. So. Or not. Uh, or a yeah. good update. Yeah. Good update, bad update, whatever. Uh, so we'll be back in a couple of minutes from uh, Blackstack Brewing. All right.
Substack Brewing. It is a very, uh, how would I put, calm Sunday night here. If it was Saturday night, I'm sure this place would be bumping. I have a feeling. But a lot of people have to work tomorrow, I'm sure. Yeah. As do all three of us. Yes. So We should um, mention that when you when you come in here, it looks a little more crowded than it actually would be, at least from the parking lot. Yeah, Because yeah. it's right next door to... Uh, Can Can Wonderland. Can Can Wonderland, Wonderland yes, yeah. yes. Which is apparently a fantastic mini pub place. It's a yeah, mini golf, yeah. I've heard you, a lot of things you about. can have a beer, too, and play mini golf. Yeah, they've got craft beer in there. There and, then, and then uh, Flannel Jacks is right down the street. Yes, that, yeah, it, it, again, it's a, it's a hopping area. Mm-hmm. So um, we, of course, got some new beers. All right. Uh, I went with the, what did I call it? The, the uh, let's see, what is it? Oh, the Meat Raffle, which is a uh, Northeast Dippa. Was that a double IPA? Double IPA, IPA yeah. Dippa. Dippa. It I'll is a Dippa. I'll call it a Dippa. I had no problem with that. Um, Sterling, what'd you get? I got the uh, the uh, chain wallet oh. in uh, in uh, recognition of my high school days when I wore a chain wallet. Oh, sure, sure. And it is a New England IPA New that's IPA. not a double, not a double, but it's uh, it's nice. It's got some tropical fl- fruit flavors in there. It kind of tastes a little uh, a little uh, mangoey. Yeah, it's good. What is an Idaho gem? That's what I want to know. Well, so apparently it's a new variety of hops. Hops. Yeah. yeah. Berry and tropical fruits. It kind of sounds like a variety of marijuana. I was thinking of Idaho potatoes. Oh, I suppose that would be a more yeah. logical. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was weed. thinking. <laughs> you were thinking, Sterling was on a marijuana kick already. Yeah, well, you never know. That's coming. Well. You know, we, saw, we saw it in Milwaukee, or not Milwaukee, Madison, when we were there for uh, Ford Madison's game, that yeah. CBD... CBD infused beer. beer. Oh, it nice. was oh, it was all the rage in Madison. We're gonna have that here shortly. And I kept saying, I, I, I there was a, I don't want to get into it. But I kept, kept, I kept ordering a couple beers, and I was getting looks by people next to me after you had left. I think Sterling, where oh, like I, had, I think I asked somebody, what do you think of this? And they're like, oh, I wouldn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have that because of the CBD. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, oh, well, it's infused with. With the cannabis, cannabis oil yes, type yes. thing, and yeah, yeah but uh, I don't know. It was good. So, when I had did it. you feel like no. any aches and pains were alleviated? No, I um, didn't necessarily have any aches and pains okay. at the time. I was feeling no pain, actually, if I remember correctly. But uh, let's we're not going to talk about this story. Right. I mean, that's that's what CBD's for. Yeah. Okay. okay. But wait, there's a, I have a story about Stevens from a long time ago that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> Another drug that. He, Oh. Had no pain on. But oh, another time. <laughs> All right. uh, Dave, what did you get? I ended up going with the flagship, uh, the uh, Black Stack White, but and oh, mainly okay. because of we, you already talked about, it, so I won't I won't uh, beat it yeah. to death. But uh, it's crushable, as mm. they would say. It's very easy drinking. It's very light beer. If you want to have more than one beer, this is the beer you to do have. It, yeah. Yeah. And what did you get as your little uh, sample? And I, I'll let you know if I need to uh, speak up about it later. But I probably won't have it quite now but it's it's called the midnight marauders Ooh, yeah so and that's Mole. a uh, mole imperial stout so i'm very oh. curious to try it i just oh, got the little nice. i got the five ounce kind of sampler that they give you so it's you got the like, one with the coffee beans in it yes it's yeah. like a piece of chocolate cake yeah. all right we'll tell you with what, coffee this live pot i will take a sip no, right now i will take a sip right what now. no oh wait did you get the after or the before Oh, okay. before. Never mind. I just took a sip of it, and I can I can. First impression is it does taste like kind of if you're if you're talking about biting into something as, yeah. as, a refer- as a reference to drinking a beer, it would be t- 
biting into a chocolate bar kind of. Oh, there you go. Oh, chocolate candy. I can taste that. Mole. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there coffee? No, it's no, the, the after see. midnight. So that that was my one. mistake. I should have gotten the coffee mole imperial style because I'm a huge fan of the coffee. It's got ancho chilies in it. I, I get oh, that too, crazy. but yeah. I get, is it a little burnt? Again, the little aftertaste. Yeah. You feel it on the aftertaste. Mm. First impression is the chocolate bar, and then you have that kind of chili oh. aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. nice. So let's talk about Portland once again, guys, because. We have a game coming up on Wednesday against Portland semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup. Yes. Semifinals at Allianz Field. At Allianz Field. Wednesday we, night. Three of us will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, after today's game... We I think, apparently have an extra ticket, by the way. We do? Yeah. Anybody listening out there who listens to this on Monday or Tuesday... Feel free I was going to say, unfortunately, you're not going to find out until probably Tuesday, but yeah, still. but still. Uh, but let's talk about this a little bit because the fact that we played them today... So I get a feeling there's going to be some changes Very, on both sides. And I mean, I don't know for our casual listeners, this is not something that happens that often. No, and you're talking about a home and home. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not a home and home, but two, you know, back to back home games against the same team within mm-hmm. four days. Yeah, it's very unusual. So I get a feeling that Adrian Heath will come with some they, some kind of twist to put in there. Here's the easy one, of course, and we Darwin play Vito as striker. Darwin. <laughs> Interesting. Well, maybe maybe I should step well, off my Darwin Quintero comment. But the, the easy, the obvious thing to say here is that because of his yellow card accumulation, yeah. Darwin Quintero sitting in the stands, He'll be you here. would have to assume that that would be the obvious yeah. change. Maybe would it be over Molino or would it yes. be moving yeah. some other yeah. pieces around? I, I mean, if I had to pick based on the play today, mm-hmm. it will be over Molino. Yeah. Um, Lude would be moved to the left where he belongs. Mm-hmm. I mean, as so he good played. Question: today. Do you do you hope expect to see Lude start that game? Whether he plays he the full ninety or not, you hope to see him start. I think he starts based on how how bad Miggy was. Yeah, I, I think he starts. So those are two easy changes, maybe than Lude and Quintero in the lineup. Yeah. Do, do we? You, do you see some? Here's what I was wondering: Do you see somebody like a Brent Coleman maybe take a little load off Michael Parra? Or even Lawrence Lum coming in for Ozzy Alonso. Do you see one of those two moves? There, there's argument. I mean, if we we might as well just pull FC Dallas game into this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as, as Dave, you pointed out, we play FC Dallas on Saturday. So that's three um, matches within of eight within eight days. Right. And other. so it's the la- It's kind of the the drawdown of this constant playing, I guess, kind of. Um, and considering. San Jose plays Colorado. Salt Lake plays uh, plays uh, uh, Kansas City. Arguably easier games for those opponents. They're, they're games that would directly impact our playoff hopes. Right. Or so, positioning, at least. Yeah. Um, I, think, so I, I think you try to maybe rest some yeah. guys to I, get... Yeah, to get some good starters for FC Dallas. And And I don't think Kelman is too much of a step down for either Ike or Boxing. Agreed. And and I don't think we're we're over the – there's no more debate. We know that uh, Heath is taking this competition, the Open Cup, seriously. There's no doubt about it. We we don't even need to get into that. But So it's the question of – uh, managing the three games in eight days, and so I don't. It's not going to be your B squad, nope. but you mo- most nope. likely, at least, I would expect to see a few changes, maybe two or three changes. Obviously, we yeah. mentioned the easy ones, and you know, you can maybe even see 
honestly, I could see Dotson start I over. Would, I would choose Dotson over Men Menner. Yeah, I mean, or even starting him on the left over Gasper. I mean, that would be if you could make yeah. the if you could do. And is it realistic? Could you do the Dotson for Gasper swap? I mean, he played. That would he make played a lot fine of before on the left. Yeah. I mean, it's not his, it's Men- not even remotely as preferred. I would position. I would do Dotson for Menner just because of the fact that Menner has played a lot. In the yeah, and he picked up. right up where he left off. And yeah. he's he's kind of he's trying to kind of come back. I think this would be a nice off game for him between this and the Dallas yeah. game. I mean, I, the the crazy thing is, is we're in a position where honestly we have a decent amount of depth. Yes. So it's not it's not fantastic, the, but it's pretty good. The other advantage Minnesota has heading into this match, having already beat Portland, is um, they're at home for both right. of these games. Again, yeah. So that kind of takes a little bit of the load off. They aren't traveling. Granted, they like we, they will have to travel to Dallas. You know, assuming next Thursday or Friday, but uh, yeah. at least they're home for these two against Portland. And yeah. I would hope that the home squad or the home uh, fans on Wednesday would be pretty substantial. Speaking of that, well, right. I mean, what what do you expect? I mean, I know we were at the uh, D- David Sterling and I were at the quarterfinal, and yeah. they, they had about I, I want to say twelve thousand. They well, filled. Is- they basically filled up the lower bowl. They didn't sell. They didn't sell any tickets in the upper deck. But now this is different. This is semifinal. They are definitely going to sell the upper yeah. deck. I would, in my mind, in my, I hope to see the same crowd that we had today. Today, yeah. Um, it is a Wednesday night. Will game. there be a few less fans? Most likely. It's a Wednesday night game. But I, I would mean, like to see a close sellout. Like you it's know. a it's a semifinal matchup. I mean, yeah. this th- this is crazy. I, I, we've never been in this position before. No, it's our third year in the league. I mean, and I would hope fans come out for this. And we had asked the question. I mean, like if, if if it was up to you, and we actually earlier we were here at Blackstack before we went to the game, and, and we you know asked some Portland fans, uh, you know, if this is a completely impossible scenario, but if you had the choice, hypothetically speaking, you know, if you if if your team, whether you're talking about Portland or Minnesota, could win one game and lose the other. You know, there's no draws. You're going to win one, you're going to lose. Obviously, there's no draws in the Open Cup, but you're going to win a game and you're going to lose a game. What would you prefer? Uh, Portland made it, or at least the fans that we talked to, made it sound like they would much rather have the Open Cup. Well, and that's and because, I think for I good reason. That. And yeah. because they're kind of on the line of the playoffs right now. Right. You, they, know. you know, they you don't know their future in the next 12 games. Yeah. Um, yeah, and honestly, you don't know our future in the next 12 games, but so it's still the obvious opportunity to get silverware. Let's go. Let's go past. If we win on Wednesday, Atlanta plays what? Orlando. Orlando. In Orlando. In Orlando, Orlando. Orlando. The night before on Tuesday night. And if so Orlando, we'll know. so if we will know. Yeah. If Orlando beats Atlanta at home, it's in Allianz. It's the, the the final game would be at Allianz Field, right? Which would be outrageous. And I would expect that that game would be crazy. I mean, I will call in sick. Yeah, I would too. The day of the ticket sale. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure I get tickets. And we talked about this. I mean, it would almost have to be midweek again. It would, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless, yeah, considering the condensed MLS schedule this year, there is no alternative. It's you can't play these games other than Wednesdays right. anyway. Right. Tuesday and Wednesdays. Ooh, Dave's Siri came Siri was on. Which team? Which team? What are you talking about? Uh, so yeah, Minnesota we have Port- we have Portland on Wednesday, we have Dallas on Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, Adrian Heath does Wednesday with his lineup. 
Yep. So and let's call it twink, or you know, tinkering. He's going to tinker with. He's going to tinker a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Probably. And he's got some easy choices, and maybe a little bit more of a difficult choice. It seemed like everybody came out healthy. Uh, yeah. from this Portland Well, match. I mean, based on how much Portland later out, rolled around on the ground, they might almost suggest they have injury issues. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, they, I they saw, made it look like There it. was a couple where it was like, really? That's yeah. not even that I mean, close. Well, Blanca was on the ground for like 10 minutes. <laughs> at the, I noticed at the, the conclusion of the game, there was a couple of Portland players kind yeah, of sitting Yeah, there was uh, yeah. one guy that he was on the ground when the whistle was blowing. So yeah. maybe uh, Minnesota United are a little bit yeah. you know, better off heading into that game uh, on Wednesday. It's, it's, it's something as a fan, sitting here as a fan, uh, that I'm very much looking forward it's, to. It's going to be exciting, guys. It's a semi-final U.S. And Open Cup match. We were talking on the walk back to Blackstock that you know when it comes to playoffs... The only team in the West that I'd be worried about is LAFC. I'm the same way that with the U.S. Open Cup. Look, we're playing them in Allianz Field. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's Orlando or if it's Portland. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. And, I think and, and, and you say not worried, but, I mean, that is one thing that you talk about the playoffs. Playoffs um, is the fact that... You know, let's you know Minnesota United. They aren't going to take their foot off the pedal here because the that just because they've switched. You know, MLS for those that don't know that MLS has switched their player playoff format going into this year. Right, there is no home and home. You know, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. it's winner take all, so to speak. Yeah. Kind of like your our traditional American playoffs. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you finish the first, and here's the one of the changes was if you finish first, so let's call it LAFC, they have a bye in the right. first. Round and the next three, two, three, and four seeds, they would host the home game. That's right. So how big is that? That's to huge. Host yeah. a it's playoff huge. game. It's huge. Because it's yeah. one. It's one and done. Yep. So I mean, you're gonna see a and, fight. And that's why I think, while it's obvious that we have to take the U.S. Open Cup seriously because we're in the semis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also there's a there's a lingering argument there that you have to. Consider your position in the table. Of course, you do. Uh, and it just, just like with Portland, they have to consider they're under the playoff line. Yeah. They're going to have a game next weekend that could put them over the playoff line. And it's, do they consider? Is there being cautious? And and maybe they have to because you know you have two fights now. You have two. I mean, it's it's more emphasized now the fact that if you're you're sitting obviously like Portland on the playoff line, that's yeah. one thing. But if you're like a Minnesota where you're sitting in the four or five or three spot where you're fighting for that home oh, playoff, you, game, well, you that's, want that's that? Huge. That's huge. It's yeah. huge. And so, and I a point was brought up. I honestly, off the top of my head, I cannot think of uh, who who said as much, but I believe it was a coach. But where you won't necessarily see like a team like year uh, in years past, you know, like a Seattle. Yeah. They make a late run, make the playoffs as the eight, you know, the sixth seed, and then can make a run. Right. You, you don't necessarily get that because the, the, back then, even as early as last year, you had the home and home. Right. Yeah. So it puts less of an importance on getting that higher seed. Now you have exactly. a one and because you're still going to have a home game in, that, one in that format. Yeah. It, it's, it's so much done. more like the NFL now, where you yeah. want yeah. those higher yeah. seeds to get well, that home like field advantage. NFL, like the NCAA tournament in basketball. I mean, one and yeah. done type of deal. Right? Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Heath does on Wednesday because, yeah, I think he wants to win the Open Cup. Right. But, again, you're in second place now. Yep. So At least for the next few hours. For the next few hours. Yeah. Exactly. So you want to keep that 
two, three, four position. Right. You don't want to lose ground. Right. And if you if you go into Wednesday and you put all your starters in and you don't change anything up, then on, when you come into Saturday against Dallas and all your guys are winded and we lose that flipping game, right? That'd be a big, be a big coup. Be like, and what it, the hell? You know, I, I think it's important to point out even with the result of tonight. Let's say Seattle wins, we're still in third. Yeah. Exactly. So it's you're still in a home field spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I will reiterate, there's only one team right now in the Western Conference that I'd be worried about coming into Allianz. That's and that's LAFC. LAFC, and that's not going to happen. No, right, at anytime um, soon. So it's one of those things where I say you have to consider your decision and how it's going to impact the potential. Yeah. Of you falling out of that home field. Oh, yeah. You want to stay in there. I mean, it's I get huge. it. We've got several weeks to go. Anything can happen. But you want, I mean, and again, don't make a decision to screw it up. And, it, and it's difficult, too, because I think as we sit here, I mean, I think there's um, 11 matches to go in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, it's condensed because the playoffs start, what, early October as opposed right. to early November. And uh, The funny thing is, I think last year we sat at a brewery somewhere or my garage and talked about the fact that we need to do this, this, and this right. the next 11 games to get in the playoffs and, and this needed to happen. Every The and opposite it, of everything happened. It didn't, it didn't happen. Right. And now we're sitting here going, well, we have an open cup game on Wednesday and we have a game in Dallas again on Saturday. We have to figure out what we're going to do because we want to lose that playoff spot. We don't want, we want to win the open cup. It's, yeah, you know, and what's funny is last year at this time, if I remember correctly, this is right when our big run ended. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. I think the the, the run that the the Minnesota United had was uh, I, th- I want to say June, July. Yeah, where they had actually yeah. climbed up into yeah. playoff position, yep. Yep. but then it didn't take long. It, I think by and the we time fell off as we were. I think by the time we got into August, they were already kind of settled into their nine ten yep. slot where they yeah. finished the year. So it's, it's a huge thing for us to be talking about this at this point. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to say it again. Yeah, We're in second place. I mean, I, I could say it over and over. So let's get out of soccer talk, guys, because I think we've talked enough about soccer. Loons won today, they're in second place. Yes. We could say that a few more times. But Loons won, they're in second place. There you go. Thanks, Tom. One more time. Second, second place. place. Second place. First. Let's talk about the plague. The plague, which is still kind of soccer it's, it is soccer-related because there was a game, uh, was it uh, yesterday? Colorado and... Uh, yesterday. Yeah. Who was that? Who were they playing? Colorado and... Uh, was I it Montreal? I want to say Montreal. It was yeah, Montreal. Yeah. And, and we should give a shout-out to Colorado for... We won't. We aren't going to talk about the game, but yeah. they did... And Colorado ended up showing a... Uh, they won 6-3 to three yeah. at home. So, impressive so, result. But. The deal is this... Um, before the game happened, the uh, Colorado Health Department came out and said that there was uh, they found plague on prairie dogs around the stadium. Right. Well, the so, Arsenal uh, Wildlife, whatever it's called. Yes. Yeah. So um, there were talks about not having the game. Right. They decided to have the game. And they keep people posted. And keep people No fireworks. No fireworks. And no parking in some right. areas around the stadium that were prairie areas where the prairie dogs were. Right. So there was potential for people to get the plague right. at a, an MLS soccer game. Right. In the year 2000. 2019. Not 14, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this isn't, you know, 
I mean, it's, some, it's, 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 I think we, you know, it's a reason to freak out. I mean, this, the plague killed it's millions a, it's, it's of people here's in a, Europe. You know, but here, but here's the thing. Wow. As someone who, who lived in, in yeah. Colorado for a few years, prairie dogs carry the plague. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone knows that. No. Yeah, for no. the record, that's a good point to bring up. That it, It's actually not uncommon. Right. Yeah. And it, it's actually not uncommon for there to be issues with humans getting the plague no, in Colorado. No, the thing, it, it's a it's bacteria. In this day and age, we have antibiotics. Anti, I'm sorry, antibiotics that can that exactly. can easily treat the plague. Yeah. Although it's just not something that you normally would see in a headline. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, you you learn about the plague in yeah. you know I don't know eighth grade history class. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where when you learn about Black Death. Bring out your dead. Yeah. And then you think about it when you watch Monty Python and Holy Grail. And it it's like to think that. It's 2019, yeah, we're and we got health departments suggesting to Colorado Rapids that they not have a game. Cancel the game? It, well, because of the plague. It, well, it's something to think about, uh, like, without even getting into the whole um, anti-vax kind of movement. Um, but if, if you're talking about people who maybe don't have access to antibiotics well, yeah, or sure. something, it's something that sure. people, people, people can get, you know, it, if it affects prairie dogs or other mammals, that it's going to affect human beings. So you can't take that chance. And they actually did close off, like, I think they ended up closing off, like, um, non-paved parking lots. Yeah, that's what they said. You know, yeah. to avoid. You just want to avoid any contact with these but fleas my, or prairie dogs. My question park. is, are people coming in contact with prairie dogs out there a lot? I mean, I, are they walking up to them I got bit by one last them? week, actually. But it was like, where? No, where? I, I was, two weeks ago I was in Greeley, Colorado. But yeah, Seriously, you got bit by no, a prairie dog? No. <laughs> <laughs> you bit by a prairie dog. You were in Greeley, yeah. I no, was in Greeley, Colorado, which but, is not too far from Commerce City. But, guys, that, yeah. but seriously, guys, how many people are going up to prairie dogs and petting them and holding them? Well, what about the fleas? I mean, what if the well, fleas oh, are yeah, affected, again, get off and they, you know, they jump around. around yes, they, they do, but you get to come pretty close to a prairie dog to get a flea, right? I mean, where I was in Colorado, they basically said, you know what, if you're not in the city limits, yeah. you can shoot prairie dogs for the hell of it. Well, that's a good idea. And I think that's a prop. There's there's a very different yeah. philosophy between Western Colorado yeah, well, and I'm sure Eastern there is, Colorado. Yeah. Did you see that? I, I wish I could tell you who posted it, but there's a great video of like these what look like construction workers, and they were like one of them like ran up and kicked a prairie dog. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> he was like, and they had they had a highlight of like a soccer you know soccer background with yeah. the stadium noise, and it's like here's Colorado you know. Kick the prairie dog. The crowd goes wild as they kick the prairie dog out of there. I mean, there are a lot of prairie dogs in Colorado. If anyone, if people haven't been there, they don't know. I mean, are are they like the golden golden gophers of Minnesota? Yeah. I mean, they. I I mean, I didn't go a day without seeing them. Well, again, that's one of my things. Is like, obviously, it must be an issue if the health department's coming out and saying there's issues. I I mean, I think this was. Extreme. I think so we they had noticed like a, a lot more. We had like a mob of prairie dogs in that area who had the plague. Right. I mean, I, I, I guess. And then, I, again, but we're back to the point that is 2019. Right. And this is in the news. Right. About an MLS game. And and I mean, I'll go back to the fact that you know you're in a you're in a very high populated area. Yeah. I was in a very small populated area. You know, you drove half a mile and you're out of town. Yeah. So. The, the population control efforts of prairie dogs yeah. are very different. 
I mean, like I said, I could just drive a half mile and I could shoot a prairie. You dog shoot a mile, yeah. But in in Denver, you can't, you can't do that you because you could drive fifteen miles and you're still in a in yeah. densely populated area. So it, they don't. I I would say they just don't have the ability to get rid of them. My biggest question about prairie dogs is: Are they anti-vaxxers? Prairie dogs are anti-vaxxers. Well, I would think that they're anti-penicillin. Oh yeah, yeah. You hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like a little clinic for the prairie dogs to go and get tested, maybe and do some things. I mean, they are just throw some. They're not what? I mean, if you saw a prairie dog, if I saw a prairie dog inside a Blackstack here, I probably would have. I might want to pet it. I I I do look at that. You know, when I was living out there, I I drive along the highway and I'd see one of them. And then I'd be like, oh, that carries the plague. I want to run it over. It carries diseases. Yeah. I don't... I, and they eat and their it, dead. And, and What? What? Excuse me? Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's correct. <laughs> it is. Mm, they eat their dead. Stevens doesn't think it's correct. I don't believe that. No. <laughs> I bet anything I could find something on Wikipedia. But, you know, as we sit here and like joke about it, it is, like, to be fair, they nearly... They were, up until the hours ahead of the Colorado-Montreal match, they were... Pondering, they canceling were. They were. The game. I, you know, I know. I, I mean, they clo- What they ended up doing, basically, for those who don't know, is they ended up closing around, closing a bunch of areas that were previously open. Yeah. Like mainly, there's not. I've never. You've been there, but I think it sounded like they basically ended up closing a lot, a lot of parking lots. Yeah. It and wasn't. It didn't affect the game other than parking and the fireworks. Because I think and what the happens to the fireworks yes. is people will go out of the stadium and. Where hang they, out in those where areas they probably shoot the fireworks from yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a dirt uh, area, yeah. and so they can't risk somebody and going into that. Okay, I'm going to point out. Yeah. This is from the National Geographic, so I, National I'm going to I'm going to hold them pretty strong. Okay. okay, they are in this article as yeah. one of the five cannibalistic animals. Oh no, that's, that's incorrect. That's National Geographic. Yeah, I don't think that's right. Do you work for National Geographic? No. no <laughs> Without Jeez. any fact or basis, I'm okay. going to disagree with the. <laughs> this is this is the this is the this is the intro intro <laughs> sentence. They are the cutest infant cannibalistic serial murderers you will ever see. They are they, they are cute. I'll give them that. But as yeah. far as the rest of that, no, that's not right. I don't. I, I mean, this is an incredible. If I you mean, believe the National Geographic, fine. But <laughs> I mean. Dave, they literally had a literary. Here. They literally had a literary person write this article because it's hilarious. Well, I'm not literally okay. a literary person. I'm telling you right now, if it was about cows, Dave, I'd be all like, I'd believe you. We're talking about prairie dogs, okay? okay? Fair enough. Fair this enough. is we don't. Nobody milks prairie dogs. Okay. okay. Oh, this is even. This is even greater. The team of researchers noticed female prairie dogs going into the burrows of their closest female relatives. And when they come up, they frequently had blood on their face. They're literally eating the young Man. of their fellow female. That's brutal. <laughs> this just puts another whole spin on the whole plague thing. Jesus they Christ. are cute. I just didn't realize they were that mean. Oh, man. Wow. Damn, they're cute things, but then they're vicious. Oh, this, is, this is awful. So this is a quote. Mothers in their burrows stopped showing any signs of maternal behavior. Eventually, after much effort, we found decapitated babies. What? That had mostly been cannibalized. Jesus Christ. 
They are evil fucking creatures. This is terrible. So I wouldn't wish the, I wouldn't wish the plague upon anyone. Oh, except maybe, the prairie dog. Maybe the prairie dog is okay. Fine. I mean, this is like this is this is terrible. Again, that was National Geographic. Oh, maybe man. I'll get a link on the on our. Yeah, you should probably put a yeah. link so on our Twitter know page that I'm not because lying. this is like uh, this is bad. Uh, this is not good. Let's just hope they they have it under control, and by the time uh, Colorado plays their next home match, it'll be yes. all. Let's. Started. Let's move on to another animal that's really bad. Yes. Meth gators. And I, I don't want to bring this up because this is what you talked about two weeks ago. We did. I had to leave, so yeah, I missed this your conversation, which was and great, by the way. This is what happens when you leave. Yeah. But headline I'm seeing is Tennessee police warn flushing drugs it could create... It was Tennessee, yeah. yeah. Hyper-aggressive alligators. And then another headline is, if you flush drugs down the toilet, you could be creating meth gators, a cop yes. says. A cop so, said that. So this is... so. We, I went off the story two weeks ago because I read it and I was like, oh my god! And the, the guy in the story said he had seen a meth gator, right? And then come to find out, like a day after we did our podcast, there's all these news stories. Like uh, Tennessee cop says that was not true. He was just trying to make a point about not flushing your drugs. So and he was, was making a hypothetical, and he was just trying to blow things up. Which makes sense because they don't have alligators. He's more concerned, and maybe rightly so. He's more concerned with the like the wastewater. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the municipal wastewater, which we discussed. We discussed it, which is fair. Again, I I was talking about the fact that I work. uh, My company does those treatment plants, and know from experience that they can get out most things, but they can't get out everything. So uh, traces of drugs, not only meth, but other things, uh, opioids, opioids. Co- cocaine, uh, the stuff I take for anxiety Molly. gets down in there. Molly. I don't know oh. about Molly. Oh, you don't take Molly for I don't oh, take, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. Not for anxiety. Too many Christmas. I mean, if you want to listen, I can listen. Well, drugs. Dave's been to Amsterdam numerous times, so we can't. That's we can, yeah. Too many. Uh, what I'm saying is they can't get everything out. So if you flush the meth down the toilet, it can potentially sure. get in there. But the fact the guy had never seen a meth gator, and I commented last time, I said, I would like to see a picture of a meth gator. Right. You know? And I thought it would be interesting. I just, a quick Google search brings up, like, blue alligators. And well, I mean, that's not true. Right? That's but not but true. But if the alligators start turning blue, then, you know, yeah, maybe I mean, that's you have... CNN, so it's clearly not true. Yeah. That's CNN. Fake yeah, no. News, but yeah. Now we and that was, see, that. that, look at that. That was right when we did our podcast. It is. Then a they day later. From us. A day later. It's interesting, yeah. I really regret missing that conversation you had yeah. last week, because or two weeks ago. It was interesting. Um, it was, yeah. I mean, I thought it was... Um, it was a good conversation, but it, now but we it, find out it's not true. But it's kind of you've heard versions of this story for years. Well, of course, it's, I've heard versions of uh, groundwater. You know, uh, people burying stuff in the yard and then it yeah. seeping into the groundwater. Yeah, honestly, all that type of stuff. Because so. I mean, I I actually think about this kind of thing a lot more than you would think because I work for a company without getting into. Specifics, but I mean, I, I work for a company that deals with membrane filtration. Yeah, and and a spinoff of that would be water purification. Yeah. So true. although I do not work in the wastewater industry, I could be, I could very well be but, working again. in that industry. So, but bottom line is, I mean, you're going to see all sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, at that point, and to say that. We're not worried about an epidemic here. No, the plague is much more of a concern oh, right than, now. Yes. You can, Tony. If you want to flush your meth down the toilet, just go I, right ahead. Why would I do it's math? going to be. It's going to be taken. Have care you of. not seen the things before the the, the movies and the movie the movie right. house where they say this is your face of meth, this is your face not a meth, and it's like, I good have. lord. Tony's like the middle. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm like... The before-after middle. That's what beer does, yeah. Right. Um, but, again, the meth gator thing was a, was a non... Unfortunately uh, fake. Yes. Yeah. Non-issue. Non-issue. Well, before, I'm glad. Before we go, guys, I do have to talk about some serious stuff, though. Um, the last couple weeks, we've had some major... Uh, mass shootings in this country. Last couple of weeks, last twenty four hours. Twenty four hours, and then uh, into the. Oh, and into they, the, uh, We should mention they they did uh, Minnesota United did um, actually have a moment of silence yeah. for the victims in uh, both. Help me out here. So we had Dayton, uh, Dayton, Dayton El, Paso. El Paso, but before that, after our last podcast, oh, we yeah. had the, um, uh, the uh, garlic California. festival in, yeah. in California. Um, and the reason I bring it up is because we, uh, as soccer fans, go to these events. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, guns are not allowed in stadiums, right. but we do have things going on outside of these events. Sure. Um, which is it's kind of scary to me that you know we still have well, we have people who decide that they're going to do this yeah. shit and uh, find out that the guy in Dayton killed his own sister. Oh, uh, I haven't read anything about that. So yet. the Dayton thing was a downtown district, kind of like the warehouse district here in Minneapolis. Yeah. And uh, his own sister was down there. He ended up killing her. Have as they well as said mother. anything about motives? No, not yet. But, again, I, I have to bring it up because it, it affects everybody, and we go to very large uh, group gatherings all the time. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, my thoughts go out to those people in Dayton, El Paso, and uh, in uh, California for what happened. Um, yeah, it, it's it's... Unfortunately, becoming uh, really common. It puts a downer on things. Yeah. It just, it, you know. I, yeah, it, it is a shame. Yeah. So I had to bring that up uh, before we get out of here. But uh, on a much happier note, we will be at the game Wednesday, boys. Yes. We have some great seats. Uh, Sterling got us some... Fantastic! Right behind the home bench. Yes, as close as I can get it. Being a season ticket holder. Yes, I suppose. Right. I, I think I'm going to simply sit my phone on the railing and, there you and go. hit record and see yeah. how much of Adrian Heath I can pick up. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, honestly like, really it, kind of interested to see how much we can hear of him. Of course, I want to hear him. Yeah, I want to hear him. Yeah, it'll be good insight just to see the players and the coaching staff yeah. from that from yeah. that close up. It'll be great. Yeah, I mean, I'm not willing to pay that money for a regular season game. No, no, to sit there, but and and like we've said before, I mean, we're essentially in the first row, but uh, there's a lot to be said about sitting where we were today, say high above, and being able to see everything. Right. As opposed, it's so cool. Tony and I did this in Chicago. We sat first row, and it's so. In a way, it's so cool to be sitting so close. But you don't see a lot of the action. But you miss a bit of the game flow. You really do. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an exciting game, and I hope that there's a ton of fans there. I hope that I the Wonder Wall is crazy that night. Right. I think there will be. Um, I, I'm maybe it won't be a complete sellout, but I feel like it's going to be a big crowd. Yeah, you know they didn't know they didn't oh, announce a, the attendance today. They didn't. I think I saw it on the app. It was essentially a sellout. Okay. I think it was like 197, so okay. it was a sellout. But uh, it will be interesting to see if they uh, Minnesota United. You know, in general, steps up their game as far as you know having enough uh, employees at the stadium yeah. on yes. Wednesday night because they that didn't was do that. Pain in the ass. Uh, do we during the quarterfinals? Before we go, guys, do we know what happened to the security guard that we talked about two weeks ago? Is he still involved? I have no over idea. There? No, nope. I haven't seen anything. I suppose we should talk to Jen and see. Yeah, we could. 
and see, give kind of an update about what happened to the security guard because that was a big thing yeah. a couple weeks ago with the security guard being a complete asshole. Especially right. uh, uh, considering the fact that apparently, you know, I'm talking about Jen and everybody, it was not an isolated no, incident. No, it's it not happened, the first time he's before. had an altercation. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no additional information there. So. I'm sure we'll see Jen on uh, Wednesday, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll probably all try to get dual citizen. Yeah, that's we'll, the goal. Because yeah. I know yeah. my neighbor Brett will go. Yeah, exactly. So, right. so uh, um, well, we should talk about Adrian Heath's little thing that he carried over from England. Yes, before we go, we should. Yeah. Um, this is credited to Anna Greeter. He wrote the article about how Adrian Heath likes to mm-hmm. invite managers for a drink. Very after nice. Game. Very nice gesture. It, it's a cool thing, and it was actually. I mean, the the most recent uh, example of this was Sir Alex Ferguson would always share a, a wine with mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho when nice. man, you and nice. Chelsea nice. played nice. each other. And uh, it, it's a cool, cool concept. I mean, it, it yeah. sounds like Adrian said about, according to the article, about 75%, I think it was, of the managers say yes, accept nice. it. Nice. And, and, and it, they they talk about like tactics, and they talk about what well, things could and couldn't be done. And they, they it's a mutually beneficial yeah. you know meeting basically. And he also said in that article um, that Keith doesn't necessarily he doesn't he's not offended if like a opposing coach turns him down, which and rightly so. Let's right, say you yeah. lost a tough match at Allianz Field. Right, who's the last thing? Ma- maybe you don't want to you know. Hey, let's have a drink. And, but yeah. uh, it sounds like most most co- most coaches do, and if you can gain a little knowledge or insight on maybe you're talking about players or transfer potentials, yeah. anything. I just and it, you know it, it's you mentioned the uh, New Mexico coach, mm-hmm. which now I forget his name. Um, <clears throat> it, it said how Heath, you know, tried to give him some advice, sure, or this or that, and great, you know, good. Well, and they had a simply past. the fact that they he, had a past together. Those two coaches. Coach yes, for yep. yeah. and, and simply the fact that they he was willing to meet after yeah. a seven or a six one loss, whatever it was. Um, you know, that's that's impressive. It's, uh, yeah. Troy Lessine. Troy Lessine. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. I didn't brutal that uh, mess and, up that uh, pronunciation too bad, but one of these days my hopes is uh, that Adrian Heath would come for a beer with us on this podcast. Right. I think not that ever happened. I but, think, uh, no, I think um, he, I think he will before the season's it, over. Before the season's over, right? I, do, yeah. I don't think about that. But you know, I, honestly, if we had Adrian Heath sitting across the table from us, yeah. we should do that. God knows, I wouldn't even know what to say. To him. I we, would we should I'd, get Adrian Heath on podcast. I mean, I would try. Let's do it. I, I'm not much to be starstruck. I mean, I've, I've met <laughs> musicians that have been favorites. I've met players who've been my favorites. I I honestly wouldn't. I'd be like, oh my god, we're I, I interviewing would, Adrian. Heath. I would That'd probably so be help. the same way. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know what I'd say. What I'm trying to think yeah. of the last example. I'd be like, here's the microphone, just talk. Yeah, just give us some stuff that you did, you know, whenever. And uh... in fact, I almost would rather hear him talk about his time at Everton. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of the last yeah. time. Like start, like sports is tougher. But remember when we met Adam Carolla, our podcasting friend? Yeah, it was. And I mean, I was almost starstruck to the sense where I well, couldn't even—I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, "You hey. know, you know that we got on that boat before even the Carolla thing was going on." Carolla's in front of us in the beer line yeah. at the outdoor thing, and yeah. I couldn't even talk to the guy. Yeah. 
But then Brian and, was there, and I talked to Brian and his wife for a while. But it was weird because talking to Brian and his wife was different than talking to Corolla, the man who right. did everything. You know, it yeah. was like, oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, I don't know who we talked to to get that. To I don't think we I, ever get I that. wanted to talk to Corolla on that cruise about the fact that we have a soccer podcast. He hates soccer. I know he does, but I which wanted, would be interesting. But that's yeah. why I wanted to bring it up yeah. specifically. Hey, Adam, have you listened to our podcast about <laughs> the Minnesota United? <laughs> you hate soccer, but you hate you know. soccer. You should give it a listen. Yeah, you should. You should. I tell um, everybody that. But before we get out of here, guys, I do want to mention that. Um, we are trying to put some things together for a uh, podcast at the Great Minnesota Get to, Together, yes. the State Fair. Uh, I've reached out to uh, a company who's out there every year. Right. We'll see what they say. My hope is they say, absolutely, come on out. And then we'll do a podcast at State Fair, which will be glorious, I think. Oh, my God. It'd, <laughs> it'd be, be just fantastic. Awesome. Um, but we'll see what they say. Uh, State Fair has given us the go-ahead. As long right. as we find somebody to do it with. Right. So um, we have a few options that maybe we could pursue if said. Well, no, I have I have one option because I there's only one place I think that could deal with us and not be a the state fair gives us a bunch of stuff and, and I won't get into it, but and not no traffic and to uh, be fair, I mean we up, almost yeah. we ha- almost have to lock up an indoor spot yeah. because of the you know even if it's a beautiful day we don't know that yeah and this place is the sure. only indoor spot I could think of that mm. would. Probably do it, uh, do it with us. So, I mean, we could we'll just see. have, we just have friends hold umbrellas. I was gonna say, or we could just record it on one of our phones. Technically, we could record it on our phones. We could. Yeah. I mean, we could do that. Just yeah. a short one at a bench somewhere. But we'd like to do it at a place at the or fairgrounds. We can do it the way we, we do, do it. it the way we do it. So, we'll see what happens. We'll announce it if it comes uh, comes to point. Uh, the next podcast, we'll announce it. Um, right. But we'll see what happens. So. You guys have anything else to say? No. Uh, Second place. Second place. Second place. Even if if Seattle wins before you list We're recording this now, and they are in second place. We're still going to be in third place. Yeah, third place. Which is better than we were. Huge win. Let's keep the momentum. So, and we didn't even touch on this. So, technically, it's a seven-game Unbeaten streak in MLS, ten overall in competitive matches. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, yeah, yeah. We're on I mean, a nice we, streak. Let's yeah. end this on a high note. Yeah, because it is a high note. Yeah, we're rocking it. Yeah, yeah. Better than last year. Yeah, much better. We we're all Debbie Downers last year at this time. Yes, we were. <laughs> This time, I think this yeah. we, we had literally quite, every time. A year ago, oh, okay. I, a year ago, I don't think we had given up on playoffs. We but, didn't, but, but we were on the downward slope. We, I at mean, that point. and it, it should be noted that we were never. In fact, we got flack for this. We were never too terribly negative. No, we even weren't. at our worst. No, we we had some hope. We we were always kind of the more positive. We were voice. homers. We were homers. We were. Yeah. We're, and we're, we got flack for being a little bit. And we I think. I think we are. The three of us. I think we are still homers. We. Maybe. I am. I. I don't have a problem admitting that I. I don't. Am, by I, definition, I don't, a homer. Don't, I don't have a problem with that. That's Honestly, people on Twitter wait, do. What's but, the definition of homer? Being a fan, liking all the home teams, no matter what. Regardless of what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps that you know I've lived in Minnesota for the last. Uh, 25 years. Yeah. That helps. It um, does. It does. Yeah. So, what am I being the fact that I can't stand half well, this town? Well, because you're from Wisconsin. So, you're not a homer. That happens. 
But no, however, I... If you were Homer, you would have given up your Packer, say, fanhood and jumped on the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, and stuff like that. You're Homer for the loons, yeah. but everything else is kind of like, no. Right. You're still a Wisconsinite. Right. right. You know? Which is fine. We still like you. That's all right. Yeah. We just don't talk about the Packers or the Brewers on this podcast. It's true. Every once in a while we do, but yeah, that's true. We, we kind of... See, I think Avoid as, it. I mean, as as a homer, it's tough to be a fan of, say, um, an English Premier League. Because, like, even I, like, I mean, I i don't know that I've mentioned it, but, I mean, maybe I would associate myself with Everton, say, for example, where you're clearly Chelsea, David. Right. But it's hard for me to be a fan of uh, Everton just because I don't live there. Right. Yeah, you know. It, yeah. it just really is. So, well, I mean, and that's, that's the toughest thing about liking any European. Yeah, oh it's yeah. just trying to reach that connection yeah. with the team that you're 5,000 well, miles away from. Again, it's like me with uh, uh, Italy's national team. It's sure. it's tough to reach that fandom. You know, right. Johnny's got his fandom with Germany because he lived there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we always his got that connection. connection. I don't have that connection. As much as I've wanted to get into some of like uh, Juventus or Inter Milan, right. I just can't do it because I don't live there. I don't deal with everybody every day. Yeah. You know? So... It's that's the second keg they've had to bring out. Today. That yeah. must be the white. Yeah, they're they're going through a few kegs today. Yeah, they replaced the white when we were here. Yeah. It's not that people here, but well, I, well. To be fair, I mean, it, this is a massive. If you if you have space. if you haven't been to Blackstack before, you should come on down because it's a huge space. It's a good. They've got like a, a hundred inch TV showing the, uh, the oh, yeah. Yankees Boston game. They were showing yeah. the Twins game yeah. before we came in. It, it's a beautiful space. It's huge, and so. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't look crowded, but there's actually quite a few people here, considering yeah, the size of the true. space. Yeah, there are. There's probably thirty people. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a crazy big space, but um, it feels nice because they got a lot of. Uh, are these live plants in here? I think they are. Yeah, they certainly look it. Yeah, yeah. there's some so. ferns, some evergreens. Before we get out of here, guys, I do want to thank Cooper from uh, Blackstack for letting us come out here. He I was, want to thank Scott. Scott, he's ownership really and he he uh he called me he called you because i had called multiple times before i decided to just randomly get a lift to make sure i could store my stuff yeah yeah and i'm like two miles away yeah and all of a sudden i get a call and it's black sack oh so i answer and here it's it's scott he's like yeah i'm i'm scott i work I'm at Blackstack. My family owns. Yeah, the, and then he's like, "Go ahead, story." Sweet. And then yeah, sh- shout out because before you knew that, uh, you asked me to ask the bar, right, yeah, the yeah. beer tenders, uh, uh, if we could store our stuff. And yeah, shout out to the beer tenders here. They're they're friendly. Everybody yeah. everybody's friendly, basically. Yeah, they've been but, great. Yeah, I think Ren uh, helped yeah. us out tonight. Yeah, and, it's yeah. it's uh, again, uh, we're pretty good at uh, going to breweries and them being very nice to us. Yeah, yeah having any issues so far so. right and as always it's cool to support local that's right that's support right. local that's right. craft this is what it's all about and they are right by the, they're near the stadium yeah so I know that we walked right over here we yeah. walked from we the walked. stadium to here we walked it I don't took- think Max would mind me telling that uh, saying that well if you Kind of, you go to Dual Citizen and come to Blackstack. You know, yeah, here's what I would do: I would go to Dual Citizen before the game and then go to Blackstack sure, after, sure, sure, and yeah. then back to Dual Citizen. <laughs> back, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, especially on Saturday. If you're going to oh, yeah, make a Saturday, Saturday yeah, yeah. I'd do that. Yeah. Um. So, you guys, are nothing else. We're good. 
Good? Sure. Looking forward to Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get your custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf sponsors to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Myself, Tony Pervenanzi, for Dave Stevens, David Sterling. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks. I think I just saw a prairie dog. Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade in iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after twenty nine seventeen per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after seven thirty one twenty one. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Data prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available ever. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade in iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after twenty nine seventeen per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account unlimited basic after seven thirty one twenty one. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date AD prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available at work. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply.